0: Hello, and Happy New Year. I hope you had a lovely and relaxing Christmas break. For this, the first Searching for Elephants of 2021, Life Search is re-releasing what was its first ever podcast. A conversation between Darren Sturdy, an advisor of colour at Life Search, and Tom Bagry. The conversation was recorded in the summer of 2020, And released inside the company after the awful death of George Floyd. His death sparked many things. One of them was this interview. So, without further ado, here's Darren and my dad.
1: Thanks, Angus, and thanks for your work on this. And, Darren, thank you for your time uh, at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. How's this for a, a question? Can you identify your ethnicity and tell us about a moment in a workplace or any other place where you found it necessary to adjust in order to get around racism of any kind?
2: So I would identify myself as kind of black British. You know, that's normally what I sign when I have one of the forms that, you know, when they ask. Um, Yeah, it's a very tough, topic to talk about really it's something that obviously has come to light more and more recently since um, April time with the with the death of George Floyd more so people who aren't of colour um, because as black people it's something that we constantly feel like we live through um, but when something is seen as graphic as it was on the TV screens that we all saw we all saw the video um, then you can't help as a human being but be touched by that um, and it's opened up some good dialogue with friends family work colleagues of people who didn't necessarily realise to what extent it was uh, an issue or to what extent that um, people of colour feel feel like when they walk to the shops or when they drive their car or uh, you know just go about their, their daily routine um, I guess my first earliest form of it was, um, I guess it was probably when I first started driving. So when I was 17, um, passed my driving licence after the second time and was looking forward to having a bit more freedom for my parents without having to ask for lifts everywhere. But it soon became very apparent that I was getting stopped. At least once every couple of months I was getting pulled over for... For nothing really he wasn 't really doing anything just driving um, i 've got a friend of mine who's from mauritius uh, he 's quite dark skinned um, he It was happening to him all the time, and a lot of my other white friends weren 't having an issue with it and would never be pulled, never been pulled over the only time they'd be pulled over when they were sat in my car. but my mum did sit down with me and have a conversation in relation to i guess how I was supposed to behave in in Uh, in any kind of environment, really. She kind of explained to me the way that we are portrayed um, and how we are kind of thought of by by people who don't necessarily look like us. Um, She always said to me, you know, be polite, be courteous, you know, don't ruffle any feathers... You know, if you see, you know, if you if you uh, do something wrong, you know, admit it, apologise straight away and just be cursive. Because she said that you won't get the, the kind of same opportunity that people who don't look like you will get. But I guess it's this conversation that a lot of my black friends and pretty much all black families have actually had with each other. You know, you will be seen differently. Um, you know, you're always kind of taught to work twice as hard as the people that you... Uh, that you come across, you know, whether it be I'm going for an interview, I make sure that I'm looking as smart as I possibly can be because it's something that I are conscious of. And I, just, I guess I just don't want them to feel like that my colour is an issue, which is quite sad in a way because, you know, you should be portrayed on how you are as a person rather than what you look like. But unfortunately, it's something that is in your subconscious as a black person that you are very aware of. Uh, in any situation that you find yourself in. You know, I have been times when I've been in shops and been followed by myself, uh, you know, looking relatively smart. So the older you get, the more you try and see, you know, the more this kind of thing becomes more apparent. Um, and a lot of times it's very subtle. I think a lot of times people don't necessarily realise they're actually doing it. Uh, you know, that kind of thing, I, I kind of, you know, brush off and kind of let it go. But if someone was, I felt, directly, you know, having some form of agenda or racist agenda towards me, I would call it out, regardless of who it was or the situation I was in. Um, because I feel like if I had let it slide, then the people around them may feel actually well that's okay to say you know Darren didn't say anything when I said this or that I shouldn't have to let things slide I shouldn't let kind of underhand comments go you know I need to if I want things to change I have to start with myself in terms of when I see something like that you know addressing it in terms of a working environment um Again, you know, I find myself, you know, I feel like I have to work twice as hard, you know, if I was to go for any sort of promotion, you know, that would be something I would always think about. I was like, would I not get it because I am black? As an individual, I feel like I'm intelligent enough to be able to kind of put myself to most things without having that extra um, thought in my head of, well, you won't get this because of that. Uh, and it's also black women that feel the same way as black men. And I think that's actually important to get across because I think a lot of the times we see young black men in uh, in situations where they're kind of being profiled, but it's not just men. It's is also black females as well. So I think that's um, important to mention also.
1: And absolutely right. I wanted to pick up on one uh, aspect of what you've said. How do we change the... Mindset of those who would not consider themselves racist would not say racist things, but would nonetheless demonstrate to you or indeed any acute observer that they that they are
2: really yeah that's a very hard question to answer um because a lot of this kind of behavior is 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 seen. As I said, it's so subtle that you may not even necessarily know know that it's happening. Just the way some of the language that's used is different. There was a video that I saw of looting. I think it was the UK, actually. And there were lots of black boys, women running in and out of the the shop. There was white people there too, running in and out of the shop and they were the language used was it's abhorrent, these people are thugs and criminals, etc. Then there was a white lady who probably in her forties, maybe, maybe slightly younger, uh, walked out of the shop stuffing clothes in a handbag. The way they described her was I hope she's an employee. And the news reporters didn't even realise probably what they were doing. But it was just so kind of obvious to me as a person of, of colour that they were very subtly saying, well, let, let's, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Which, as black people, we feel that we don't get a lot of the time. You know, we I kind of use the phrase that we're kind of presumed guilty until proven innocent. So to kind of answer your question directly, it's very hard to... To kind of get around that, because um, I feel that this kind of that kind of behavior is more of a learned experience that you may not even realise just by looking at media or speaking with friends, you know that kind of thing that it can be picked up uh, along the way. Um, but I think, like most things, I think you know, educating yourself on on these kind of topics and actually speaking to people about it is a way that actually when you think about something or make another decision you might might get you to think twice
1: i think you're right i think the the hopefully those listening to this will will get the point will uh, adjust their tonality uh, or make a conscious effort to adjust their tonality yeah it is talking about it and that is a form of education perhaps that that could be the best route my question to you is uh, really a tough one for you to answer, but I just want you to be absolutely honest and brave. How should and could life search improve in this regard? What can we do to be not just not overtly racist or not racist at all but actually anti racist? How can we reduce racism um,
2: to be fair i've never i've never really i've never felt race has been an issue since i Came to Life Search, um, you know. Even when I came for my interview and did my induction and uh, did my role plays and went to Leeds for two weeks, um, I had a pleasant experience with everybody that I that I came across. As a company, we always we are very good at, in terms of you know looking at social issues in terms of things that are happening in the wider environment outside of insurance. I, I think where we could improve as a company if if I uh, was to be, you know, a little bit critical in some ways. Was I think the the chief's part of uh, Life search. For me, if I saw a young black or Asian person as one of the chiefs within the business, that to me would think Do that is something for me to aspire to get to. Um, that is something for me that would. Push me to want to move up within the framework of the company even more so than my own personal drive and ambition. You know, I because I, I myself I look at people who who are black or uh, you know of color within the company and actually want to aspire to them. You know, uh, Adam Chowdhury is my is my uh, is my manager, so I look at him and I'm like, well, okay, well, he's got to this position. You know, PK, you know, Leon Golden in Leeds, you know, he's a team leader. Um, so, you know, it is something that I do look at and look at where people are and what positions they are in and how they've got there and think, well, OK, yeah, I just need to... If I, I I'm, I believe that if I get my head down and, and do what I need to do, then I will get to where I want it, where it is I want to get to. Um, but millions of companies across the world have the same, same issue, uh, where you look at boards, board members or you know, people in high positions and predominantly they are white. So I think there should be, you know, a a push to kind of, you know, push people, uh, whether it be through recruitment or whether it be um, through kind of uh, having, you know, talks with people who are of ethnic groups, which we are doing actually through our movie club, which has been really, really good. Um, but I think just having people in, in, in areas of authority, actually, I think that's probably what I want to say is areas of authority where people have the, the, um, the voice to make decisions, which would then it, you wouldn't even realize it would filter down to everybody who is of color within the company. Cause they would see that and think, right, that is where I can get to. I can see that this company pushes people, who look like me or who are of color. And actually that would be something that would really inspire, I think, a lot of the uh, people of uh, ethnicities within, within Life Search.
1: We'll give that a go, Darren. We'll give that exactly a go. Thank you for your no time and uh, your wonderful communication skills. I can tell why, why you're, uh, you're a great advisor. Because it was, it was all very, very good stuff. Very good stuff. Thank you and have a lovely Sunday. And, um, well, I'm going into London on Monday, believe it or not. I am going into the office.
2: Oh, amazing. Yeah, I, I, do, I do miss everyone, to be honest. I do miss everyone in the office. It would be nice to go back and see everyone soon.
0: I want to thank Darren again for sharing his experience. It's not a comfortable thing to do. As I said in the introduction... Darren's interview was recorded in July 2020 and, as well as the Black Lives Matter movement, inspired the creation of the Fairness and Diversity Squad, which Darren, along with many others, sits on today. I'm going to be talking to members of that group in the next episode of Searching for Elephants, talking about what has and has not changed for the better. That'll be released on Monday the 18th of January. but. All that's coming later. I hope you are making as good a start as you can to 2021. It's tough going. (laughs) And uh, I hope you listen in next week. It's going to be a good one. Thanks so much for listening. Lots of love. Life Search.